Well, good morning and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice for this, the 8th Sunday after Trinity, the 2nd of August. After a short pause, uh, we will hear an introduction from Henrietta and Tom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name, Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, 
have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We say the Gloria together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Eighth Sunday after Trinity Almighty Lord and everlasting God, we beseech you to direct, sanctify and govern both our hearts and our bodies, in the ways of your laws and in the works of your commandments, that, through your most mighty protection, both here and ever, we may be preserved in body and soul. Through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 55, Verses 1 to 5. An invitation to abundant life. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labour for that which doesn't satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, You shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The next reading is from Romans chapter 9, verses 1 to 5. God's election of Israel. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. 
To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Our Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 14, beginning in the 13th verse. Now, when Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew from his hometown of Nazareth in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go unto the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You you give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, you might well imagine that a priest who has been in harness for a number of years will have had their pen poised to write about the feeding of the 5,000 several times. Now, I usually preach about the super abundance of God's gifts. There is always enough. How extraordinary it was to have fed so many. And as a result of this miracle, how precious each of the gathered crumbs must have been. And these crumbs are, in a way, the starting point for this reflection. As a parallel, I want to make reference to the miracle at the wedding at Cana, where again large quantities were involved. You remember, there were six large stone jars, each holding 20 or 30 gallons of water, which Jesus turned into the very best wine that the steward had ever tasted. Here we have both abundance and perfect quality. That sip of wine that the steward took must have been precious. The question I want to put today is this. Are we led subliminally then to look out for large numbers 180 gallons or 5,000 and to use these to measure our ministerial or evangelical success this idea is continually emphasized in the book of acts where when we read about the activities of the apostles which we have been doing at evening prayer after pentecost we are frequently reminded that day by day, more were added to their number. 
We are, it seems to me, conditioned to think that big numbers are good. And of course they are. I'm not about to say there are too many Christians or our congregations are too large. But I do want to sound a note of caution about the church today and its preoccupation and agenda for growth and how that oftentimes distorts what we do. Make no mistake, if there are two vicars in a room, even if they are two metres apart, it is usually only moments before the question, so tell me, uh, how many people usually come to your services, comes up. It was certainly true in my old diocese, to the extent that the statistics for mission were corralled on a dashboard, which means a pretty set of graphs and charts, which, to my horror, were waved at me by the bishop when he came for his biannual pastoral visit. Worrying about numbers is pernicious. It leads to conversations that say, oh, we need to stop this service or close that church because too few come. Which incidentally was one of the reasons given by the Dean of Sheffield for closing the present cathedral choir. Only one or two people came to weekday choral even song anyway, he argued. Well, I wonder... If Jesus had taken only a glass of water and turned it into the most beautiful wine, or if he had taken five loaves and two fish and fed only a few tens of people and filled one basket, would that have diminished the miracle? It would not. So this is why you will never hear me say, that we need to stop a service simply because only two people come. Because the miracle of the yeast of God's word is always there. The mystery of Holy Communion is always there. And as we are reminded by the prayer of St Chrysostom, when two or three are gathered together in your name, you will grant their request. Amen. Let us now affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, on the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. 
and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So let us pray. Father in heaven, we pray for the leaders of your church here on earth, in particular for our archbishops Justin and Stephen, our bishops Graham, Alan and Jonathan, and this morning we think especially of all those who serve in Norwich Cathedral. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for governments around the world as they combat a resurgence of the Covid virus, as they try to balance freedoms with protections. Lord, be with the most vulnerable and the most fearful and lead all of us to be with one another in safety. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we praise you for the whole of creation and for that creativity which you have given us. We pray that we may use our scientific research collaboratively to find and share vaccines against this present plague. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear God, we thank you for the gift of marriage given to us in the beginning. And so we pray for Lucy and Tom, who were married here yesterday afternoon, and we ask your blessing on their future lives together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we know many who are ill, and we know of many more, but still we do not know all those who you know. Amongst those that uh, we know in this parish, we pray today for baby Freddie and uh, also for Peter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we do thank you for those we love, but who we no longer see. And this morning we pray especially for the family and friends of Douglas Codman, whose funeral service was last week. We ask you to walk with them, to bring them closer to you, and to comfort them and strengthen them in these difficult times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, fill us with your compassion for the hungry. Let us not forget the multitudes of our time who suffer from famine and starvation. We pray for those agencies who try to help, sometimes in the most difficult of conditions. Lord, be with them. And we join together now in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.